My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And I'm Josh. And we're here to finally break down Jedi Survivor, Star Wars Visions Volume 2, and other news. Spoilers. Yes, spoilers. spoilers. (laughs) We gave it long enough, all right. Yes. Should have finished. So Josh beat the game in 28 hours, like, like, I think, like, after the... A couple of days after it came out, because I know you worked and then you played like that weekend, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, I continued. I still had work and then was still playing because wow. I didn't want to put it down. There's the, the story beats in it where I was like, no, nah, I could have gone to sleep now, but I have to finish this. Yeah. I wanted to play all week long and Josh was, would message me like every day and say, hey, have you beat it? And I'm like, no, because we had... Uh, like Hunter, Christian, and some of the um, of the other crew from the Bad Batch breakdown for for Star Wars Day, and they were in the Halcyon, which that um, which that podcast will be coming out some point this weekend, where we'll be doing our review for the Halcyon, which is cool. Uh, but that was my week, and then we also had Visions as well. That was awesome. Uh, now, do you wish that that the game came out on the original date that it was supposed to, or are you happy that it came out like the day that it did? Because I was hoping <laughs> to like I've played it before May fourth because I know because I knew it was going to be a crazy week because um, because of everything happening with like on Star Wars Day, and then on top of that, I knew my friends were coming, so I I planned specifically for the 28th i was like all right cool i'm getting the time off of work i'm gonna play it it's gonna be great i'm gonna have all the time to play and then they changed it and then my schedule got completely chaotic (laughs) um that's well okay so i can't i can't know i know that we we paused it for polish and i can tell you now if it released in the same state for console as it did for pc yeah um i definitely wouldn't have been happy uh but yeah, yeah i think i think it was really i think it's good that we had the pause i would have liked it earlier i won't lie anytime that i get like a game earlier than it instead of it being pushed back it would have been nice but if they gave time to try and uh polish out the console wet like gameplay and that's fine with me i'm completely fine with that but my goodness that's i feel really bad for the, the pc side of things <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> No, that, oh man, yeah, and I think I got a couple of glitches, I'm not sure if, if you experienced it, but for me, I would be using the force on something, and um, uh, and it would like end up kind of taking the option away for me to use the force on it, and like I kept doing it, so I would save, quit, go back to the main menu, then come back, and, and then I would end up working, and it still does that, because it was playing yesterday, and th- that was still happening to me. Um, so I think there's some small like glitches and bugs here and there, but overall, I think the game was fantastic. I thought the story was great. Um, I think something that helped you uh, like really get more like into the actual um, story was you got the limited edition 
Cal Kestis lightsaber that they had on Star Wars Day. And, uh, (laughs) well, well, that, and you also got the collector's edition as well. And I heard that you had a, um, I heard you had a great friend wait in line for you for that lightsaber. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, star and cap. (laughs) So, uh, that lightsaber that Josh got, he got number three out of 7,500, which is insane because, um, there's no way that I was number three in line. So they must have kind of <laughs> They're just like, all right, we'll just pick yeah. whichever one. Here you go. Right. So I kind of feel bad for the first person in line, but I mean, hey. Um, but yeah, so now did you have the Jedi Fallen Order one like of the normal Cal Kestis I don't have one? The normal one? I have only oh, okay. the collector's edition one. It came with the game and the, the newer uh, double-sided one. But yeah, the main difference between the one from the collector's edition that came out with the game is just the end cap pommel from the yeah um, new game. And then the double-bladed one is the same one from the last one. That's awesome. Yeah. So I bet... That one is that it changes different color. So. Yeah. I bet after getting that lightsaber and and then playing the game would like just kind of kind of pumped up your experience like even more. And it does the thing that I wish that we could have in this one is have different colors per lightsaber. Yeah, uh, because and this one um, after you beat the game, you can play it again and then you get a, a red lightsaber and then you end up getting a a party saber also known as a rave lightsaber. So like <laughs> it is just like constantly changing colors. And so only um, until I changed it on to party mode, which allows your color of your lightsaber to change every time you attack. Uh, did I notice on the PS five controller that it changes colors, which was pretty funny. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it changes colors depending on what color your lightsaber is. I recommend playing this on. So I've got an Xbox and I do have a PlayStation. And I remember playing a Jedi Fallen Order on Xbox, but playing it on PlayStation uh, Five is is awesome. And you also hear. Uh, I think every time that BD ends up like seeing something, he makes a noise. It comes on the TV, but it also comes off of your remote as well. And when you turn on the lightsaber, like it shakes your controller. So it's. Other things it's that awesome. I noticed on the the controller, it's um, you get the feeling when uh, of the trigger pull is when you're using the force. Yep. You get um, the sound of the stims, just like last time um, when you actually inject them, it makes a sound on the controller. Uh, when you open up the map, it makes a sound on your controller, and yeah, BD also makes um, a sound every time he jumps off your back to point out something of importance. Yeah. Or scans. Yeah. So, and I, again, this game is fantastic. I think it's, and I think there's a lot of other channels that are saying this too, but I think it's on the verge of being one of the greatest Star Wars franchise games. Yeah. IGN um, said that if they nail the landing in the next game, they feel like it's probably the best Star Wars trilogy in the last 30 years, which, which is super, is, super high praise. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and, You've got great games like the like the original Star Wars Battlefronts. So you've got Star Wars Old Republic. You got Force Unleashed, which kind of in a way this is like the new Force Unleashed. Um, if you think about it, like of that type of fighting style of a game. Uh, 
I would but. say it's like a, you finally have a, a single-player-driven narrative game from Star yeah. Wars again. And I feel like they kind of are allowed to explore new areas in Star Wars and flesh yeah. out stories that deserve to be morally fleshed out. Like High Republic-wise, High Republic plays a big story role in it. Yes. And I was like, ooh, cool. But it was kind of weird hearing other characters in Star Wars refer Call it to, the High Republic? I referred to it as the High Republic. I was yeah. Like, Interesting. I, and I don't, I would like to know the thought process of that because I think we've heard them call the Old Republic the Old Republic at some point, right? I would believe so. Yeah, so that would make sense to me as as well. So I, I, I guess it's weird because the High Republic to us as an audience is still technically new. So, uh, and I think we're just kind of getting used to that and seeing it on screen, which I think this was like the real first test of seeing it in some format of screen and not in a comic book or book. And I think they did a fantastic job with it. And they also tied in different things from those books into this game. And, and it was done in a very tasteful way. It wasn't over the top. And I think the the different references from different Star Wars projects and, and cameos here and there again, spoilers, um, was also tasteful. It wasn't over the top of where like it was just about that character. For example, when Vader shows up, it wasn't, hey, you know, this is our Darth Vader driven level. It, it was him coming in, doing his thing, getting in and getting out. It, it wasn't like an over top moment where it was like all about Darth Vader. And I and 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 in that moment when you're seer and you're fighting him, I wasn't. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It was kind of weird, but I really wasn't focused on Vader. I was focused on how Seer, uh, of what was going to happen to Seer and and how her journey um, of, of where her journey has come and the fact that I kind of knew that she was going to meet her fate. I wasn't really focused on, oh my gosh, it's Darth Vader. I was, is Seer going to make it? Is Seer not going to make it? So I think that was great to have Vader come in and not have him be like the main, um, the main kind of drive for that entire level. And then you also have a, a mention of the hidden path, which that's a tie in into the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And we don't know exactly where in the timeline, like we know it's happening the same year as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but we don't know exactly when. So we don't know if it's happening after Obi-Wan Kenobi. We don't know if it's happening before my guess. And some other people have said this is that uh, it takes place after and Darth Vader has this drive and, uh, and this anger against obi-wan but because he he lost he's like trying to find somewhere to put it and then he gets the call about seer being alive and then he just 
you know, he ends up going to Jeddah and he just takes out his all, all, all of his anger on the loss of getting defeated by Obi-Wan and takes out on, on Seer. I can so definitely see that being a thing. If, if we start to get into the story, um, what do, would you say? So if you could break down the story, um, do you like where it starts and ends? Yes. Okay. Yes. In comparison to the last game, um, I, I was like wondering, I think you have your, the, in the first game where you have the opening, um, where you're in the scrapyard, you have the music playing and the, the swelling of music. Um, Great song, by the way. <laughs> I feel, yeah, which is cool having the Who back for this one. They've done three yeah. new songs, I believe. Yeah. Um, I really liked having this new beginning. I Coming back to Coruscant, I like how the, the start menu um, as soon as you hit like start game, it brings you directly into the game on Coruscant and you get to see where the Jedi temple is and you're flying straight past it. Um, so at the beginning of the game, you are, uh, it looks like you're captured. You're going to Coruscant to meet up with a, be delivered to a Senator. Uh, that Senator is the Senator of Utapau. Um, when you actually do get there, it turns out that this was a whole heist program to uh, be able to get more information on uh, the the Empire's uh, plans throughout all the galaxy. So, what do you, what do you think about the uh, the opening little heist piece showing how far uh, Cal has come? Well, for starters, I think the best way to describe um, the team that Cal Kessis with is like X Force from. Deadpool because you like had all these characters and, 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 and you're like, Oh, cool, 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 cool. Like uh, they're, they all have a part to play on the team. And, and then you got Bode, which don't even get me started on Bode. Um, because I think Josh and I have very interesting takes on, on the character. Uh, but overall, I thought that the opening was great. I thought, um, them not revealing that the security guards were uh, um, that they were kind of part of the heist that that they were on Cal's team. I loved the opening shot of him going into the temple. I mean, I mean, of them passing the temple, and Cal kind of has that face of like, "Huh, I haven't been here in a very." <laughs> I long remember time. that place. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember that place, but now it's you know it's it's the Emperor's Palace. That's uh, it's wild. Uh, going back to the l- lower levels of Coruscant was great. It made me thought of thirteen, uh, thirteen, baby. Yep, <laughs> a game that we'll probably never get. I still have hopes for it, but man, that that game was going to be amazing. Uh, and then seeing them kind of walk on through uh, the the lower levels, and you don't really get any civilian interaction like you do on Kobo of when you're playing in Coruscant. It's strictly like a combat area. Not really meant for exploring like Kobo, which that the planet is huge. Kobo is huge. Uh but for Coruscant, that level, seeing them go after the senator, um and that kind of adding to like the heist was uh very interesting. Because you see Cal still trying to balance of being a Jedi and then also not 
following all the rules as the Jedi Order did. Mm-hmm. And then you you have more of the character growth between him and Bode, which makes his betrayal even more tragic. But yeah, no, I I thought Coruscant was the best place to open. And again, I don't, did you think the game was going to open on Coruscant? Uh, well, I mean, from everything that people said, uh, I I it was funny because it's on the it's in in the <coughs> first shot of um like on the startup screen. So I was like, mm, I think we're starting here. Um, but yes, uh, our friend who's in the chat, yes, I think of the new stances that we have, they keep the three from the original, which is really cool. Um, the new stance of uh, Blaster and Crossguard, I really do, I think in my opinion, it depends on what difficulty you're playing and what kind of games you're familiar with. Uh, really do like um, the Blaster. That's probably one of my new favorites for the game. It becomes a better weapon once fully uh, specced into, as in you have different um, upgrade points into it. Absolutely. And also when you complete bounties, your special shot that you get can be changed. So you have one that you can shoot and it shocks enemies. So uh, it's like an AOE attack. You have another one that bounces between targets and you have a uh, the original charge shot, which does a lot of damage when it hits. So... Of those three, the charge shot that allows you to bounce between uh, different enemies, I like the most. Um, I played throughout the game, my first playthrough was with Crossguard, just the two new stances, so Crossguard and um, the Blaster Shot. Uh, That's mostly because I came from, like, I like From Software games, I like uh, Elden Ring, uh, and for me playing with the cross guard in its slow stances i like it and it, it's like slow but you hit hard um but a lot of people were saying like hey it's you're playing the game you're gonna have a lot of enemies on the screen at once that's why they like using uh the dual bladed lightsaber yeah yeah the i so i liked using the the double blades and then the blaster stance I think the blaster stance was a great call. Was it David that said that a lot of people were saying it was very similar to Kyle Katarn? And I was like, but you've got Ezra and Kanan as well that had that stance. And <laughs> and there was like a bunch of different Jedi that also had that stance. So I was like, it's not like they own the right to do that. Like there, of 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 course, there the, the, there will be other Jedi. But I like the fact that Cal was like, you know, Jedi really never were meant to use blasters, and my master kind of kind of frowned upon it. So it wasn't like he. I I loved the fact that he kind of fought against it at first to have a blaster, and and then he was convinced by Bode. He was like, oh okay, all right, I'll I'll, I'll try it. Uh, yes, uh, this the story of Cal becoming older and understanding morality and dealing with morality in this universe is pretty cool. Um, seeing the faults of the Jedi and their towards their future is is really cool as well. Um, a big part of that is probably like when you finally get to Kobo to go meet up uh, and try and fix the Mantis. Yes, um, fixing the Mantis. Uh, from Greaves, from so it's cool to see him again. His cool beard. He owns a bar now, which is pretty cool. 
um, full little cantina. Um, so what did you think of the, the characters, the new characters that we have? Torgal. You. Torgal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is probably one of my weird criticisms that I'll say. Um, when you have Star Wars in the themes of watching it on screen, you kind of have your you, you have your preconceptions of what they should look like and then you get to see them on screen you're like yeah you know that's that's a star wars character i really like it's weird for me to hear voices or famous voice actors that i know from different pieces of media show up in star wars because for me yeah like i know it, it takes me out of it for a little bit and i know it, it doesn't do that for everyone however for me like hearing invader zim come out of a star wars character i was like <laughs> okay and then Bode is played by the same guy who does Yasuo from League of Legends, and it made me laugh. Um, for those two voice actors, probably pulled me out of it a little bit. Uh, I do like the characters. It's just I know that I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that you're going to see some of these characters again from like all the other ones that are in the Star Wars media. Well, um, I know there was also. Um... I'm probably going to pronounce his last name wrong. Uh, there was also TJ Many who played Del Miko in Star Wars Battlefront 2. He voiced uh, the senator from the beginning um, of the game as well. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see him come back. Even though he wasn't the same character, you can tell he's a Star Wars fan. Like, of being like, yeah, sure, I will definitely play another character in the Star Wars universe. And that game was also made by EA, so it makes sense that they that he would have good relations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that they do a really good job at the beginning of the game of showing how far Cal Kestis has come in his uh, struggles. I like when you finally do fight the first sister. I mean, uh, as in the first sister that you fight in the game, which is the ninth. But um, killing, uh, I like how that that fight basically you you're like, I know you, you're Jedi, you were at least. <laughs> then immediately you, like, dude, you're come like, back. <laughs> you're like, all right, uh, I'll set you free, and then immediately cut her head off. I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, and. That's how you really knew. I mean, I kind of knew at that point that Cal was kind of changed, but that was also the moment, I think, to, to the audience where it's like, this is not the same Cal Kestis. He's uh, picking a few up from uh, Saw Guerrero, running so many missions for him. Yeah, and th that was also cool to have a mention of the character, but not see him. I wasn't expecting to see an actual cameo from Saw in the game, so just having like it, of them saying it was totally fine by me. Uh, because I think the first game having those cameos from characters that we actually know in the Star Wars universe was great to kind of help build of what the Jedi series is. But now having the, the uh, these characters established, I think kind of closing out some stories uh, was great. And then uh, and then not having them be part of the main story again, Darth Vader is a fine example of just having him come in and, and then, you know, kind of leave. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't expecting to see the ninth sister, right? Yeah. It's the ninth sister. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting to see her. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was wondering if we were going to get more, I, cause something I absolutely love and I made the right decision on 
was not watching any trailers past the first one so that I didn't know if anything new popped up. Yep. Um, so anything that like hadn't popped up for me in the game, I was like, oh, cool that I hadn't seen that first trailer, like was always going to be new. Um, coming into Kobo and really kicking off the story is when you finally realize that, um, like, Hey, like the, the, the high Republic characters were here. Like this was a high Republic station. Like people came to this planet and lived on this planet um lots of jedi have been through here and lots of jedi have had their like uh jedi trials there so i thought that was really cool i thought it was also a great uh again a very tasteful way to add in the high republic into star wars where first time baby (laughs) right so it's it's you know establishing something new but saying it's been here for a very long time and we know that the high republic was somewhere uh on the planet of batu and galaxy's edge we uh, we know that um that it that it played a part in coruscant and just kind of across the galaxy but seeing it again on screen is amazing i i like and in some format like a game a tv show i think it's great and i think this is kind of preparing us for the show acolyte which is coming out next year and that's going to be really really exciting because that's when it's just at the end of the prime of the high Republic because if we are getting close to like the end. And then I think by the end of the show, we'll kind of see of, of, uh, of how it turns into the corrupted Republic that we see in the prequels. And it's, and we kind of see the high Republic and the Jedi, there kind of low key being corrupted. Um, I think it was kind of seeing it from the antagonist eyes. And I. It's cool seeing how during the High Republic, everyone was kind of going out throughout the galaxy and trying to like uh, bring peace and order, but also new technology and uh, new developments to try and enhance the galaxy and basically find their own way through the galaxy as Jedi and make something of themselves. I think that's a that's a big point in this with uh when they finally introduced Dagon Gera as the oh, the main antagonist to the game. Um I also really like how you when meeting Ravis, uh Ravis completely understands and has been there for well over like 200 years. <laughs> yeah. Um I think yeah, Dagon's birth date has him uh, born before 232 BBY. And this game takes place nine years before the Battle of Yavin. You can... I mean, because they didn't really explain how how the Bacta kept him alive that long. Yeah, it's interesting that you can do, you can do that. You can just put them in Bacta, and then you're like, "All right, you're gonna stay there." Well, he he wasn't he wasn't frozen. No, yeah, no, he wasn't frozen. But I don't know what it is. It could be something different. It's High Republic era at this point. Yeah. Plus, both of them were scientists, and his the girl he was working with is uh, technically their chief medical officer. <laughs> Okay. Interesting. 
Um, how did we feel about the droid Z? I was like, that's High Republic right there. It sure is. That's that sure is a High Republic robot. <laughs> yeah, no, I I enjoyed the story overall. I thought having the High Republic in the game was a very smart idea mm-hmm. um, because it was also bringing that era into present day with the conflict of the empire. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a twist that we n- haven't really seen um, in star Wars. So I thought that was a very smart idea. And then also it's a great way to promote the high Republic because now you play the game. You're like, you know, I would love to know more about the high Republic. Well, guess what? There's a bunch of books. It's a bunch of comics. <laughs> Go and check that out, and then when you read those, and then you go to and uh, and then when you go and watch um, uh, Acolyte, or you go and uh, play Jedi Survivor, you will understand everything a lot better. And I think that was a very smart, uh, a very smart place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this was also the first time that we saw someone actually make a crystal bleed right like in a format that was on on screen because if we've seen it in the and in, in, in the books and comics and everything mm-hmm. but we never seen it like on screen like that and correct me if i'm wrong but from my eyes the the lightsaber was that red orangish color just like the lightsabers that we saw in ahsoka like and uh i'm sure i mean yeah you keep you said that i didn't see that personally because of because of i like kind of paused it i like kind of took a screenshot and i looked closely at it and and was like that 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 looks well for all all we know you could have different hdr settings on your tv true because i know that that changed for me when i was playing the game oh okay because yeah um be because i saw that i was like interesting is that a nod to what's gonna of what's going on with the fallen jedi type characters that are in uh, ahsoka i I, I do find it funny as soon as you take uh dagon out of the back to tank he immediately like starts undoing his lightsaber and i'm like is he about to bleed it? <laughs> he he just woke up angry. Like, could you imagine of just just falling asleep, waking up all these years later, and just being so like like driven by hatred as soon think, as you wake up? Like, all right, you know what? This well, is it. There's no time that's passed. That's implied when Cal actually has his hand on and is doing that uh, force echo ability that he has on the tank and living through the memories is that Dagon is literally just sitting there having his memories replay over and over and over and over and over again in his head. And he knows what's going on. That's why he immediately says to, to Cal, like you're not meant to be here. And then immediately says, release me. So I feel like he knows he's imprisoned. He's been there for a very long time. And he's like, I just want to leave. So if you just have your your head over and over and over playing again that like all of the stuff that you worked on for so long yeah like and his the reason that he's angry 
of having the Jedi Council basically ditch a new planet for them to to build a new Jedi temple on, like his his life's work, all the effort that he put in, is pretty interesting to me. I like that. Him yeah. getting angry about that, I was like, ooh, cool. And it's all fresh. As soon as he like leaves the tank, he's like super angry. I also like how the antagonists in this game aren't a very black and white type view of like, he is a bad guy because he's making bad decisions. I think it's great to have uh, their characteristics and their plot points be very relatable in a way. And we'll definitely talk about Bode be, because as, as soon as I beat the game, you and I talked about Bode and I felt like you sent me like a novel, like of <laughs> like, Hey, you, Hey, listen, this is how I, I feel about Bode. I, 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 I relate to him in a way and I'm like, elaborate. And you're like, well, here's this. And you sent me like a giant paragraph. I'm like, oh, okay. But, um, I think yeah. that this game echoes a set of hopelessness and hope just like the original trilogy does. Um, the idea that from the beginning of the game, you are basically told like, after all that we've, I've been working with Saw Gerrera for this many, like these many years, we've been hitting point after point. I've made all these new friends and basically they all die. And we still have not made a dent in the galaxy fighting the empire at all. Like the, the yeah. grip is still just as tight. Um, I think that speaks volumes towards the end of the game where everyone is trying to find a way to be able to survive in the galaxy, knowing how bad it is because of the empire. Cause even when you, uh, fully take over the, the little, like the yacht that, um, the Utapauan senator is on. You can, ba they're basically like, Hey, you have to make a deal here. Like if you can't beat him, join him at this point, which is, it, it gets reflected later on in the game with Bode, which is really cool. Um, going to Jeddah. Did you like going to Jeddah? I was not expecting it. I was trying to speculate of what the sand planet was in the trailers. And Jetta was, I don't think Jetta was on my list. So <laughs> I think that was great to, again, to go somewhere familiar that we've, um, that we barely really spent time on. Mm. Um, and again, there is a tie-in to the Force and the Wills and everything. Rogue One, you know, awesome tie-in. Uh, which now I'm curious if maybe Saw Gerrera got his idea to go to Jetta from Cal Kestis. Because Cal spent time there and was like, hey, you know, it's it's it, it, in different parts. It's it's isolated. It's a good place to hide. The um, uh, we 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 kind of drove the Empire out of there by like kind of scaring them. So there's certain parts of Jetta where they won't go. And. Um, I think that's even, that even shows like another there. thing that they were saying is that like their tactics become very interesting. It's like, hey, after Jeddah absolutely gets completely like it'll get completely taken over through Rogue One's side where they'll start mining all the kyber crystals and for the Death Star, is that operate in a place that your your enemies already been to or doesn't really suspect you. 
So I think that comes up later. Um, uh, when you're on Jetta, did you like seeing where Seer is and how what's how Seer's been doing and Marin's been doing? Yeah, I was not expecting. Uh, well, so I I think we both saw the part in the trailer of where um, of where Seer has some of the Jedi archives, like like a whole shelf from mm -hmm. the library. Kind of curious on how she got that because one of the only people that had it was um joe costa so did seer go to where joe costa was hiding and then she's like oh you know here's all of her stuff i'm just gonna well we we do know that put this in the space you haul and then take it across the galaxy like I'm, I'm i'm curious how that happened we do know a lot of the data that she has actually comes from the people who are already on jetta like yeah, it's okay. a collection of all the old jedi stuff as well yeah so i did like seeing that um did you like the uh, the Trident class assault ship coming down and absolutely blowing the crap out of the place? I it was interesting to see the Empire using it. I think that <laughs> I, I I I was very surprised by that. Um, seeing the love type relationship between um, between M Mira and. Uh, and um cal was also something that i kind of suspected i know a lot of so have you read jedi battle scars yes it's a very mid book okay so <laughs> right in that book uh i um so i haven't read it i kind of skimmed it um just so i i knew like the main plot points so i wasn't going completely blind into you know kind of like the small mm -hmm. hints and stuff in the book in the game but in the in the book it, they do kind of reveal that she is pansexual because she has a relationship in a way with a other character in there right mm -hmm. okay cool yeah so and I think that kind of kind of drove people away of saying, oh, well, then that ship has sailed on Cal. I didn't think that. I thought she still had feelings for Cal. So I kind of suspected that that was going to happen in the game. And you, you know, see them have their, you know, their their whole romantic thing. Do you ship that relationship or are you just like, ah, you know, I like it. I like it. It's it's actually really cool having someone who is connected to the the dark side and is born into it being the the one who's in love with Cal, who yeah. is completely light sided. And I feel like he is really becoming uh, a side of Grey Jedi that people really want. Like him and Ahsoka are the type of like Jedi in the future that I really really like. Which makes me wonder is if. Because I know, I feel like Tantalor will play a giant role uh, in the next game. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that's the reason or where they're at in the story. Or will Cal find, like, completely make it up to the whole Filoni thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think that is going to be a big thing going forward. And that's actually something that we talked about on the last on on the last podcast which was there's two ways that they can deal with cal Kestis. and the third one they just kill him off and then that explains why we don't see him like fight with the rebellion or anything mm -hmm. or 
the next time that we see him is in the Dave Filoni Mandalorian movie. Mm-hmm. And 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 they do in a very tasteful way of where um of where they're like, hey, we need muscle. Who is kind of in our category? Dude, and Ahsoka's I, I like they had, as they were saying, it's kind of like their whole end game event. So yeah, I, everyone would lose their mind seeing him on screen. So I think, and personally, I think we'll get him in that like that movie. It I, I mean, it it makes sense. He's uh, the person that plays Kyle Castus. Cameron Monningham is a great actor. He he loves Star Wars. He understands the character. Uh, he he is the character. And I just think that um, he would do great in live action. And mm-hmm. we've already got different hints in, in different projects, uh, you know, of the actual shows. Because you've got, um, you have the Bad Batch, where in season one we got Braca, And the first time we saw Braca was in Jedi Fallen Order. And then you've got the Book of Boba Fett, where we see a BD unit. So I was like, oh, okay. So I think they are definitely hinting at that he will come to live action. And I think Dave Filoni is going to be the one to tackle it and not do it in a very. um, I don't want it to be like a complete fan service of of where like here's Cal Kestis. It's all about him. I just I I really would like him to kind of fit into the story. Mm -hmm. And I think if Ahsoka ends up, you know, of being like, hey, I, I know someone that could help us he um uh he has been in the unknown regions for a long time and 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 then they go visit him and you just see cal like just being very very strong and very tuned in with the force and kind of understanding the dark and light and that's why ahsoka and him kind of connect so well because ahsoka is no longer a jedi i think that would be very very cool to see and then in that big battle you have like luke skywalker and ahsoka and cal castis just fighting like alongside each other like that would be the craziest thing and that would be like a big end game moment and i could definitely see you just jumping out of the seat like, <laughs> going, yeah let's go yeah so would yeah make me pretty happy yeah so uh um I, yeah but yeah I think something that was really interesting for me is that when you finally do end up having your final boss fight with Dagon and you realize like, oh, wow, this is this is still going. And yeah. uh, everything looks like it's going really well. And then you get a full on Bode betrayal. Um, where seeing him kill Master Cordova, seeing him oh. kill, uh, basically sell out the entire crew. And tragic, take off man. on a speeder. Oh, that I was, was so like, tragic. whoa! I was um, so mad. <laughs> I like, saw it coming. I saw it coming at the campfire. Um, be just because the way that like he was talking, mm-hmm. and to me, it looked like he was kind of have, having second thoughts. But then he was like, "No, I think we need to like I I need to do this. I I have to do this for my daughter." Um, there's no going back and it, Oh man, I was hoping they wouldn't do it. And then I think the big thing that threw me off was that he was a Jedi beforehand. He, yeah. The, the whole fo- force push where he's yeah. like, You're not the only one who survived. I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, wait, wait, what? And yeah, then, really um, yeah. So that whole, scene of betrayal was just sad 
but then the inquisitors yeah. And, yeah that that's cool uh and then doing something that they that that they didn't do in the first game was you got to play a different character and we got to play seer um in her and, final moments yeah in her final moments but that still was awesome i i i i loved that i thought that was cool um her fight between vader is really cool yeah um you of course lose but i thought that the fight was really really cool yeah uh, I, I, again, I, I know I've already talked about it, but just having Vader come in and not just be like him not stealing the spotlight from Seer, I think that was great. I think just having mm-hmm. him, yeah. I mean, as as soon as I saw him walk through the door, I was like, okay, Seer's gone. She's dead. She's not going to make it. Uh, there's no way uh, because I didn't want them to pull a other kenobi plot where you get stabbed by vader twice and you survive like Mm -hmm. that's to me that was just like no you can't do that here so i figured seer was gone um as soon as he walks through the door but yeah i i i i i I love that fight i it it becomes like a full-on chase towards trying to get bowed and i thought it was pretty cool yeah um that that's what kicked me into the game where i was like i need to finish this game <laughs> i need to figure out what happened so you basically uh chase bode across the galaxy trying to get him before he can get to uh this uh planet that you can only get through with a uh like a little wayfinder a little little device i thought that was pretty funny um so what did you think about bode's story I'm curious of what Inquisitor killed his wife. Do you do you think Is it was it, the Grand Inquisitor? Do you think it was the fifth brother? Because I don't think that was revealed. I don't think it is either. Yeah. Uh and I and I know this is this is our friend uh our friend Mike loves the Inquisitors, and I think um a big thing that, that he's talking about is one great thing from the Disney era of Star Wars is introducing the inquisitors and I and I agree with him. I think having them uh come in and be the semi antagonists like for different surviving Jedi where it's not Vader hunting 24/7, I think that was a very smart part on them because could you imagine like Vader just going to every single Jedi and uh, like, I just feel like that would just be kind of unrealistic, but having, um, having different Jedi that like, you know, that aren't Jedi masters, that's not really on Vader's level. So having these inquisitors kind of deal with like, not that as powerful Jedi was a very smart idea. So having the inquisitors come in, was mm-hmm. was really cool, but I'm really curious of what Inquisitor was the one that. Uh, yeah, it doesn't show. It just says that uh, the, the Inquisitors uh, took out their frustration on um, his wife. Yeah. So m- maybe we'll find out later. Maybe that might be part of uh, his daughter's name is Taka, right? Uh, Kata. Kata. Sorry. Uh, Maybe that might be part of the third game. She like might find out who it is, and it might be like the Grand Inquisitor or something like that. But at that point, I th- depending on where the story ends up being, 
and the w- w- where it ends up being in the um timeline you know mm. the grand inquisitor could be gone so I'm, I'm i'm just curious like who it was but mm. overall i thought his story was very interesting and i know you said that his character the way that he dealt with certain situations was very relatable um could you elaborate on that to the audience uh his family is basically killed and to keep his daughter alive he says i need to become useful uh so basically becomes an uh, undercover uh inquisitor basically yeah um uh works with the isb and says hey look i will point out every jedi i can and they give him the mission of basically infiltrating Saul Guerrero's group and then he fig- figures out like hey look i ha- i can get in good talks with uh Cal Kestis for you guys so um and the idea is basically to take out Cal Kestis so i think that's really cool where he and then a couple of the force echoes goes like hey he can basically take out Cal Kestis now however Cal keeps giving so much information to them that they might as well stay here and um, might as well let him continue his work. And then when Bode figures out like, Hey, I just found a way to get away from the empire. I'm going to continue this and take this wayfinder for myself so that me and my daughter can live without the influence of the empire or knowing that uh, she could be harmed, which I was like, cool. Very, very cool. Um, So when you actually do fight him at the end, and you have your whole little uh, battle when Boat is basically subdued. He, like before Cal's like trying to give him a last chance, uh, Boat asks Cal like, hey, look, like I, I would, would 100% completely stop, but if you let everyone come here and try and be safe from the Empire, how can you actually know that my daughter is going to be safe from the Empire? And he's Cal just doesn't answer that because he knows like hey if i could be betrayed by bow he bowed here then technically anyone could sell this whole place out to the empire so i was like really cool really 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 cool um and yes bode would have killed cal if his gun did not go off yeah so yeah 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 that the little click of his like say like uh of his gun i was like dang (laughs) i i think something that i also really enjoy about the about this game is that the game's called jedi survivor right and and people are like oh okay it's valkyl castus but you've got different types of jedi that have survived and not only from order 66 but from the high republic era and i like how they had a bunch of different points like different points of views from from different types of jedi in this and kind of and 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 you saw like their journeys from being a jedi to their corruption and i know we didn't get that much time with bode's backstory but basically order 66 ruined him um and uh, it ruined him but also blessed him with the family and then it ruined him again because the Empire found out. So I, uh, oh man, I, I really, really enjoy this game. 
I, I, I love the free roam. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the customization. I think something that I like about the game is that it feels good to get lost. Yes. Many times in the game, I came up to points where I'm like, I am definitely lost, but I gained something out of it. There's collectibles around every single corner. Exactly. Uh, and then did you do that Easter egg of where like you, well, it's kind of, I, I want to consider Easter egg. I just kind of feel like it's just something in the game. Uh, but there's a place in Kobo where like you end up going through like kind of a crack in the wall and, and you have to, um, you have to kind of shimmy on through it and it gets dark and then you have to do it like for three minutes until you get all the way to the other side and there ends up being like the oh, the one with the painting. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that was a very interesting, uh, a very interesting uh, thing to add in the game. <laughs> yeah. I laughed at that. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, and then, you know, we can confirm there is a poncho in the game. <laughs> there is a poncho in the game. Yeah. Not ponchos, poncho. Um, and it's the one that he had in the first game, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's it. I just remember <laughs> being a celebration and that is there was a poncho like in the, the game. There better be a poncho in the game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you know what? He was right. There's one poncho, just one. <laughs> but yeah, no, man. Uh, and we were introduced to so many different characters uh, and kind of having the chance to fight battle droids that weren't, you know, part of the Separatist Alliance and they were repurposed was very, very cool to see. And mm-hmm. in going through like the different outposts, having fast travel was great. Uh, again, this... I think something that I loved about this game, and again, there's a lot of things I love about this game, but I think one thing that I really enjoyed was that it it took place in one era, but it brought multiple di- things from different eras of Star Wars into the game. Mm-hmm. So you're fighting during the Empire, but you're fighting battle droids. And, uh, uh, and then as you're doing that, you also have the tie-ins to the High Republic era. But this is happening during the age of the empire. And it's something that we really haven't seen before in Star Wars. So I think it was phenomenal uh, of them to do all that. And I'm really excited for the for the third game. And I'm really mm-hmm. curious of where that story is going to go, where Cal's story is going to go, uh, because he is such a great character. And you can definitely tell the people working on this game are fans themselves. And it definitely shows in, and they're acting in the game and the passion and, and just everyone who worked on the game, you know, you, you, you definitely see the attention to detail and the passion in the work. So I am very, very excited to see of where the franchise goes Yeah. overall for the game. I give it a nine. How about you? Um, of my faults and everything, I probably get it. Give it, yeah, yeah, maybe a nine, maybe an eight point five. The things okay. I don't like about the game is probably like performance wise. I was pushing it because I made my field of view extremely long, like extremely big. Okay, so you could get more of like it's easier to find collectibles and pieces. Uh, I feel like I was really pushing the game, so I had a couple instances that I don't like. My main gripes with the game, I would say, come down to saving. I wish there was an auto save, especially. 
Yeah. You can put an auto save in points where, um, cause I spent hours and hours of just like finding collectibles. And unless you go back to save points, which is like your, your resting point, it won't save. Right. So I had a point where I was going through the game. Like I had been maybe like four or five hours of just finding collectibles hadn't stopped because I was just enjoying that. And the game crashed on me. And then it sent me right back like four or five hours beforehand. And I was like, cool. We yeah. love that. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's performance wise. It sucks on PC that people didn't get a great experience. And I know that that brought down a lot of the original review scores. We'll get back there eventually. So, I mean, I, I will say I'm excited to see all the mods that people do <laughs> for, for, for the game, though. I think mm -hmm. my favorite thing would be to play, you know, I would love to be Luke Skywalker and 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 and, and kind of go through different levels in this game. Be uh, and, and then I think someone already made a, a Darth Maul one as well, like a little like a skin for it, too. But the mods have endless potential, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So, if you get the chance to play it, play Jedi Survivor. Don't think about it. Just get the game. Uh, and then if you want to uh, kind of have a part of the game with you, I would go to Galaxy's Edge and I would get some of the different um, stuff from the games. I don't think they have any more of the Jedi survivor collectible lightsaber that they had on May 4th. They don't have the collector's edition, but they do have the Jedi Fallen Order lightsaber there. They also have, which was just released a couple of days ago, didn't release on May 4th, but uh, it, but they do have like the lightsaber stand, which which Josh and I were just talking about before we started um, the episode today. And um, it's kind of like the lightsaber stand at the at the workshop tables that you see like throughout the games, which is mm -hmm. super cool. But yeah, I would definitely go and just and en en enjoy the game because it is amazing. And it's, it sucked when it got delayed, but I can see why. So love it. Um, love it. So what did you think about visions from May the 4th visions volume two? I think my favorite episode for all visions will probably be episode one from volume one of Ronin. I thought that episode was fantastic, but for, but for this, uh, but for this, uh, for this um, season, I would probably have to say it was episode six. Um, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Five uh journey to the dark head hmm. um i thought that was uh to me it was a visually stunning there were a lot of great episodes there honestly were i think the second one scared the crap out of brooke like she like jumped off the couch and um which one is that the um screechers reach yes hmm. yeah that is an old Irish wise tale told through Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, cause of I, because it was our friend Craig, her and I, we ordered pizza. We were watching it and 
then you just see the face and the screech and then she's like nope nope <laughs> but yeah um, that was uh that was ben's favorite episode actually the these uh again spoilers the sith person at the end that look was terrifying uh, the, um the the person coming off the ship in the end and you've got this very fake looking like this fake nice person but you can see that like that they're evil and that was i that was a very terrifying look and i was like wow that's yikes um but i think all the stories that we got were amazing i thought the I think it's amazing that we're finally getting... See, what's funny is, besides the game, the the general public-wise, that was the number one Star Wars project that people were hyped for. For for Visions? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I was talking to a lot of people uh, who aren't as familiar with Star Wars, but they were the, the most excited for Visions as someone who isn't a very dedicated Star Wars fan. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense because and you can basically jump on whenever. Um, it's anthology, so you're able to pull up any single episode and go, mm, I really did like that episode. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be dedicated to watching everything of Star Wars to get into this kind of show. Um, going into the show of what the episodes I really did like, uh uh Spy the Spy Dancer was one of my favorite episodes. I think it is my favorite episode of this uh season. I really the enjoyed animation. the plot. Yeah, yeah, plot was great. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, animation's really good. It's the same people that also helped out on uh, Gendon Taranovsky's uh, Primal, which is the uh, original Clone Wars, the Legends Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I think what was really cool is uh, Al's song had so many elements of South African uh, folklore and South African... Uh, like themes in it for me i was like this is what i want towards the future of this vision series i think if they keep it up and keep pushing these um everyone around the world gets to tell their own star wars story i would yeah. love to see one from australia i would love to see one from uh new zealand give it give a new zealand person give the animation studio to uh like what a digital and i bet you they'd make something really cool oh my gosh yeah um uh for me i think that uh yeah like screechers reach i really liked as well uh seeing everyone around the world being able to give their own take on a star wars story is really really fun um so going towards the future with it i think they need to keep on letting everyone around the world be able to do a fun little star wars story season three well yeah so Visions Volume Three is in active development right now. It sounds like, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm 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 not surprised because again, uh, not everyone is a gamer, so it made so your comment does make a lot sense because you don't have to be caught up with everything happening and the Star Wars timeline to really understand um, these. Mm-hmm small shorts and i and 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 i loved how pretty much each episode was about 20 minutes long Mm -hmm. um compared to the first volume where each episode was like maybe like 10 minutes 12 15 
there was no short episode in this one, in my opinion. I thought that they were a very great length. Uh, and it, again, it's also great that it's not tied down to anything. And you really can't tell of what era of Star Wars has taken place in half of the time. Because there are some stories where you're like, well, that's definitely taking place during the Empire. Or that's taking place, you know, after Order 66. Mm-hmm. Um but then there's some stories where you're like, is this taking place during the High Republic era? Is this taking place during the Old Republic? Is it taking place during the Clone Wars? Like, you don't know. And I love the mystery behind that. I love how it's not giving us a opening crawl where it where it, it's explaining the entire um, episode before we go watch it and giving us a backstory when it just kind of just jumps into it. And it's like, oh, cool, cool, great. It's just its own thing. It's not over the top of just craziness. I don't think uh do you remember the episode uh twins mm-hmm. from yeah man that episode was just crazy to me and I like how to step back and be like whoa like what is going on here and I uh and 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 this one I enjoyed every story um even the comedic ones I think it was done in a very classy way and it was you know, kind of putting more comedy into Star Wars, which is something that I know a lot of people want. Uh, but for canon wise, it would be really interesting and in how they would like kind of do like a comedy Star Wars show. Um, hmm. But yeah, that's my take on it. I, I definitely think that this is such an easy entry point for, I think, yeah, as I think we've said before, is like Star Wars is for everyone. Yeah. It's simple enough to where someone can get a lot out of it, but not feel the constraints of the Star Wars universe. And that is something that I really hope that the shows can continue with the canonized side is that anyone can jump in from anywhere and be able to get a good experience of Star Wars. I feel like uh, it's definitely a problem with Marvel right now is everyone's kind of like, I need to watch this and that to be able to enjoy this or what do I need to watch first? And those are always like the top results, but like, I I want I hope that people will be able to be okay and just relax, watch something Star Wars, and enjoy it with this kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, having visions be there and be that that outlet for everyone, I've really really enjoyed. I also, I mean, again, the the stories just coming from across the world and. And just seeing different points of views of how people see Star Wars was what was amazing. And Josh would probably feel this way, but I think us being at the panel for Visions also made these episodes more meaningful as well because we were there and uh, and we actually had the chance to hear the people that that worked on these episodes of of the kind of their perspectives on why they made it the way they did and their inspiration and everything. And that's one reason why I love going to celebration because when these projects come out, I like to kind of dive back into my memory and be like, I was there. I see their vision that they talked about a couple of months back now on my TV screen. And it's more meaningful to me because I heard these people talk in person I heard their stories. I now see why they did what they did. Um, and just being in, in, in the same room with, with a bunch of people too. Um, and just kind of just talking about, you know, 
mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff is incredible. So, um, do you think that Star Wars Celebration being at the Visions panel kind of enhanced your experience? Yeah, I, I like hearing everyone's kind of perspective and um, being they're all very, very passionate about being able to to show something that they've been working on that incorporates something of where they live. Yeah. Is that I, I feel like George Lucas was 100% like, hey, you know, I like this element from from this country and I'm going to add it in. And then this like like being a Jedi is like Buddhism. I love that. And that's from different parts of the country, uh, of different parts of the world. And you're like, Hey, I like uh, these elements of culture for this and this elements of culture for that. And I'm like, that's great. And it continues to this day, but being able to have those people from those countries be able to tell their star Wars story is so important to me Uh, going towards the future. I'm, this is one of the star Wars projects that I hope continues to evolve and change. Um, allowing other people throughout the world to be able to sell their own version of a Star Wars story. Yeah, I love it. It's it, it's it's probably the most healthy thing for Star Wars. Yeah, because of just the constant of being like, okay, now this is canon, this is canon, this is canon. To kind of your average person on, right. is like, oh gosh, like that's it, a lot. Yeah, like I I don't know where to jump in, and I'm like. If you don't know anything about Star Wars, like as much as you know is like lightsabers and Sith are bad and yada, yada, yada. It's like you could watch episodes of Visions and be able to get a story from it that is impactful. And you'll go, wow, that was great. Interesting. And you don't have to know insane amounts about Star Wars. Yes. And that's the other great thing is Star Wars is meant for everyone. You don't have to be a super fan to like Star Wars. You don't have to hate on the super fans. Uh, There is different Star Wars projects for everyone. There are people that like the sequels, people who like the prequels, original trilogy, Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, uh, all, all of the old games. There are different sections of Star Wars for everyone. And it's okay to like, you know, it's it. It's totally okay to have a, have a different opinion than than someone else. That's totally fine. Um, and visions is a, just a great opportunity to have a different perspective of Star Wars, where it's not like you have to be tied to a certain timeline, where you can just have the heart and soul of what Star Wars is in a very creative way. And that's what Star Wars Visions is. So definitely go watch the um go watch volume two there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh great you know stuff happening in and and the world of animation so go and check out visions we do have ahsoka coming up in august and then we also uh we also got a uh a it's kind of news. It came from someone that just announced their involvement. Um, how do you pronounce their name, Josh? Who? Um, the actor who plays Steve Urkel. <laughs> oh, well, you can just say Steve Urkel if you want. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, cool I feel yeah. like people will know who that is more <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. than uh, if uh, I said so, anything else. Yeah, uh, so the actor who played Steve Urkel in Family Ties, um, it sounds like he's going to be playing a pirate in Skeleton Crew. And he also revealed that Skeleton Crew is going to be coming out around 
uh, around the uh, November, December time. So it sounds like it's going to give us a small break from when Ahsoka gets done. Not that long of a break, but just long enough to where like, you know, it's going to end off the year and then and and then it will probably lead into maybe the beginning of next year or end like around Christmas time. And then you got the beginning of next year where we fall into Acolyte. And a lot of us are excited for that. Um, Josh and I were very lucky and we got to see the trailer. Uh, and I'm, and there's so many lightsabers, guys. So many lightsabers. It is in the High Republic era. It's, it's Let's gonna, go! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's, there's a lot to look forward to. And if you're an Indiana Jones fan, June 30th is when the new Indiana Jones movie comes out, Dial of Destiny. And you got Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which will be back in theaters on June 4th through the 7th. So if you love Harrison Ford and, and you love those films, go and see in the theater because seeing the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi with a big crowd was awesome. Um, I'm just going to quote Josh on this because it was really funny. I'm like, hey, dude, are you planning on going? You're like, no, I've seen that movie. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh but yeah um uh, but yeah so please go and follow us on uh go and join our patreon we have a lot of stuff going on there i know i say that every time but we have a lot of exclusive content happening for everyone that is involved uh and has joined our patreon thank you so much we love you all um we do this for you when we love doing it and we got a lot of exclusive content on there so go and check out patreon uh and then we're also on youtube we have a lot of stuff cooking on youtube right now uh hunter smoke just joined our team and hunter and i have um some some stuff that's going to be on youtube and josh as well and then we're on instagram at star wars stuff podcast go and check that out we are we are slowly turning that into a fact page so i'm i'm posting more different facts that a lot of people don't know about star wars and then also news coming in so go and check out our Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Stuff Pod. Uh, again, we're, we're on Patreon at Star Wars Stuff Podcast two one eight seven. Search Star Wars Stuff Podcast on TikTok. We also got an email Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you want to reach out to us, uh, please go and contact us there. That's the best place to contact us. Facebook Star Wars Stuff Group and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. Um, please write us a, re a review. Um, we love to hear your honesty. We love to get your feedback, even though it's all about David. That's totally fine. <laughs> uh, and we have a new website. Uh, it was stuffpodcastnetwork.com, but now it is starwarsstuffpodcast.com. And it's brand new. We have a news article on there now. So we have a bunch of different uh like as the news is coming in, we are going to be putting on the website. So go and check that out. We have a great team on there. Uh, and that also has a link to all of our uh, projects on there. And then also go on Twitch, Star Wars Stuff Gaming. Again, we want to be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. We love you all. From myself and Josh. Hello. May the force be with you. 